Hi, we are Ellen and Lauren. We are sisters, wives, mothers, veterans, and all-around DIYers living our best lives. Our families each have three kids between 4 and 18 years old. On this podcast, we hope to help you learn to do what you can, where you are, and try not to sweat the rest. If you want to learn more about what we're discussing today, check out our show notes at wifestylehustle.com. You're listening to Wifestyle Hustle. Today, we are bringing you the second episode on sustainable homesteading slash homemaking. Check back in the coming weeks for more on this topic. Let's get started. First of all, we want to say that this is a pretty extensive list. You can't do it all on day one. I can say with some certainty, with great certainty, that I don't do quite a number of the things on this list. But these are goals that we can have for ourselves. And just try to be patient with yourself and patient with the process. And then just try and incorporate one thing a month. And then it's much more attainable and you don't feel overwhelmed. Yep. And I'm sure you guys already do at least some of these things. This is just a bunch of ideas that maybe you hadn't thought of. Right. Our first topic is to recycle. That's actually more than onefold. Mm -hmm. First, you try to reduce how much of things that you're using, reduce your consumption. Try to be mindful of your purchases and... Consider whether you really need a new item before buying it. This is a hard one for me. It is. You know, I want the pretty color. Okay. Mine is brown and I want the blue one. (laughs) Yep. And especially in the things aisle in Aldi, Mm -hmm. that is hard. That's really hard. It really is. And these, I mean, we, we talked about budgeting before, and I believe in our budgeting series, we said stay out of that aisle because mm-hmm. it's a bad place and no one should go there. Not advice There's always something. All the time. <laughs> and so just think about whether or not you truly need the shiny new thing that you're looking at at the store. Clothes are another good one. It's so easy to just go out and buy new clothes, but... Maybe your clothes that you currently have will keep you going for another season and you don't really need the new clothes. So, yeah, and that's another hard one for me. For me, the recycling thing, all the things I've heard about recycling in the last few years is, well, it's not good. I don't know exactly <laughs> what they're doing, but I do. I don't think that they're recycling everything that I put in my recycle bin. Mm-hmm. anymore uh, the whole thing is suspicious i find it all very suspicious <laughs> i like to try and use as many things that i would normally put in the recycling for something at least mm-hmm. for one thing before i recycle them reuse is the best kind of recycling and i'm a big advocate for it i use i use everything i use old sauce jars to make pickles in and actually this year my the sauce jars like this the tomato sauce that i buy at aldi comes in a clear glass jar with a red or green lid 
So I used those to put candied pecans in for the neighbors. <laughs> Brilliant. They had such a pretty lid. And, you know, they might put it in the recycling, but it got used for one other thing before it yeah. went to recycling. And it, it kept you from purchasing something to put the pecans in. So it, mm-hmm. it did reduce waste by not making you purchase something else to yep. to put them in. That still that counted as recycling or reducing whatever reusing. you want to Reusing. Yeah. <laughs> and I also use those jars. Like, I never throw away those glass jars anymore. I use them to make pickles in anything. And sauerkraut. I put my sauerkraut in those. So mm-hmm. any glass jar that you get from the store, like from salsa or canned sauce or, you know, anything like that you can use to make pickles or sauerkraut in the following year. Mm-hmm. And again, the following year. I mean, they're... I know. It's not like they're going to go bad. Right. You can use them again and again. And that's actually something you taught me was to use those. I, I used to use canning jars. And then I ran out of canning jars because I made I know. So much sauce this last year. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And you told me. Thank you yep. for that. Well, that's what happened to me, too. I I kept on running out of canning jars because I kept on canning more and more things. And anything that I'm going to refrigerate now goes in one of those used jars from the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our next one is sustainable cleaning practices. So I know Ellen's been doing this for way longer than I have. I... Sadly, before I had children, I regularly used store-bought spray cleaner to clean things. And one time I was spraying down cleaner on the counter before I made bread. And I, I thought to myself, ew, I don't want this cleaner on my bread. So then I would, I would clean the counter with the cleaner and then wash the counter with wa- like just plain water and realized if I didn't trust it then how could I use it to clean anything (laughs) (laughs) I try and now I try and use things like vinegar or baking soda I use a lot of baking soda Mm -hmm. to clean things baking soda is is kind of amazing how well it works if you go to Sam's Club it comes in a 10 pound bag so it's not I know works amazing it also is extremely economical same for white vinegar comes in a gallon jar i buy mine at aldi or you can get it at sam's or walmart too and it's under five bucks so it's mm-hmm. something that is so economical to use it, spray cleaners now cost four and five dollars for what 32 ounces and it, they're just so expensive i and yeah. I, I don't use them anyway but i do notice how much they cost and they're just they're really expensive and there are cheaper and better ways to do it. Something I like to do with vinegar is I will take orange peels and submerge them in a, a jar of vinegar and let that just sit for a couple of weeks. And you take the orange peels out and put it in your spray bottle and it smells, you still have a, a little bit of a, a vinegar smell to it, but it smells much more like oranges. And so it's very pleasant to clean with. And I, I use I use that for my spray cleaner, for my kitchen and bathroom. It's good. Another thing to do is to use reusable cleaning tools. It's all the rage right now to buy the wipes. 
the disposable wipes and mm. you use them once and then you toss them in the garbage. And they're made out of like the, the cleaning stuff that's in those is it's not good. No. And it's, it's so wasteful to, to use anything once and throw it away. You, you'll notice a theme with tonight's episode. We don't throw <laughs> things away. <laughs> and so what I like to do is I, you know, we go through washcloths in our house and not every washcloth is still suitable for washing oneself, but they get turned into cleaning rags and get a whole second life out of that. Mm-hmm. And you can take old towels and rip them up into small rags and they, they last another few years before there's nothing left of them. And yep. so that, and you can get the same experience if you really want it by you using those and just put them in your whatever your favorite cleaning solution is and set it aside if if you want I don't do that but I've read that you can do that and use it like that if you really want the wipe experience that would be one way to do it I guess mm-hmm. I've seen people use like an old wipe canister and put flannel sheets of flannel or whatever in there mm-hmm. like roll them up just like the wipes and mm-hmm. put their cleaning product over that and use those in the same way but for the mm-hmm. convenience of it you know you just keep that whole thing underneath your sink and mm-hmm. take it out as needed yeah i also use i've used old clothes um, as rags too. It really depends on what I'm cleaning. If I'm cleaning mm. the counter, you know, I use a dishcloth. But if I'm cleaning the floor or, you know, scraping the gunk out of the corner of something, yeah, I'm okay with just using an old piece of my husband's t-shirt to do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I like, I take, you know, the Swiffer mop that, mm-hmm. that you can buy those disposable cleaning wipes that you poke in there. And then you you wash that. I take an old rag and poke it in just like you would with, uh, on a regular Swiffer. And I, I usually wet it a little bit first. And then I spray ahead of it with my cleaner, whatever cleaner I'm using, to mop my floors. And it keeps your floors from being so wet, too. A lot of times when you mm-hmm. mop, everything just gets so wet. And then I find it completely unnecessary. And so there that's is a beauty I... to the Swiffer method of cleaning. And, and there is the super convenience, you know, you can do mm-hmm. that every few hours, you know, in your house and it's not really <laughs> that big of a deal. So, right. you yeah. know, I get it. Yep. And so that's, that's how I get that experience without having to use those disposable cleaning wipes. I, I've used those for yeah. years. I, I, pretty much use unscented everything now so whenever mm-hmm. i get around things that are scented i it's really smelly to me but right you know back then i okay no i'm lying i did care <laughs> like the smell of that cleaner is the reason i didn't want to put my bread there <laughs> right <laughs> i knew something was wrong <laughs> Yeah, I used to use those, and I would just wait for the smell to dissipate. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've always been kind of sensitive to strong smells, so I, I'm actually fragrance-free for a really long time, except for natural fragrances, because I just, I don't know, I've always been kind of sensitive to such things. It's one of my proclivities. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
So the next one is energy efficiency. There's there's a few ways that you can be a little bit more conservative with your energy at home. My personal favorite is keeping your air conditioner temperature set high and your heat temperature set, set low. These mm-hmm. are some of the very best ways to save electricity at your house. And we've talked about this in our budgeting episode. It's worth mentioning again here because mm-hmm. it is, it's a sustainable practice. Basically you're helping sustain your own budget. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. But a few other ways to save is to switch to energy efficient appliances. We're not saying go out and buy energy efficient appliances, but if you do need to switch out an appliance, say a dishwasher, and you have a choice between the energy efficient one and the not energy efficient one, go with the the energy efficient one is probably going to be a little bit more, but probably save money because it is running less water into your dishwasher on every load. And over time that adds up, especially if you're on town water, uh, that's, that's going to eventually be a significant amount of water. So energy efficient appliances do tend to over time make up for their extra cost. Mm -hmm. I know you have a programmable thermostat, don't you? Did you notice a change in your billing when you started using that? No, because at the same time we put in the energy or the the programmable thermostat, we also switched our furnace from our old oil burner, which we only had for one season. It was the worst. (laughs) You were either (laughs) burning to death or you were freezing to death. It could not keep constant. It it was the first year we owned our house here in the Great White North, and it, it it was kind of a miserable winter. But then we put in a new furnace and at the same time put in a better thermostat, which may have probably helped before, but we we were new here. We didn't know that yet. And so we didn't notice a difference. We did notice a difference, but I I can't attribute it to the thermostat or the new 97% efficient uh, furnace we put in. (laughs) Well, you, I don't have a programmable thermostat. I we have we have a pellet stove which <laughs> it is supposed to be more efficient, but mostly around here it's a struggle to keep your house from getting too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I we have it on the lowest setting and if the house starts to get too hot, we just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't turn it on again until The temperature reaches a certain low at night and then we start turning it back on. But yeah, yeah, that's how that's how we regulate (laughs) our heat. I'm pretty sure it's not very efficient. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we could get away with that here. Actually, it would probably just run all the time here. We're much colder than Lauren is. (laughs) You, Yeah, you are. I think if you kept it on the low setting, you guys would be quite cold. Probably, (laughs) but it's. It is nice having a programmable because you don't have to think about it. We don't have to think about turning it down at night. It just does everything for you. And then we also have a secondary heating source and we have a fireplace in our living room that we can use to heat just 
the main portion of our house so that where the people are is where it's warm during the day. And then we just shut that off at night and let the heat from the furnace run. So I feel like that does save us money because we're not heating our whole big old drafty house. We're just heating where the people are during the day. So yeah, I don't know. In my head, it saves us money. I'm sure it saves money, which matters to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So water conservation, I think for us anyway, I saw a giant change in our water bill when we fixed an everlasting leak in our sink, in our bathroom sink. It was, it's been dripping for years. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not very conservative of me, but yeah, we, we just... We said it in such a way, like if you wiggled the handle exactly right, it wouldn't drip. But then the kids started using the sink all the time, and that that all went out the window because they're not very good (laughs) at setting anything exactly right. You get that fixed. (laughs) Yep, so we got it fixed, and I saw a giant decrease. So if you have any water dripping in your home anywhere where it shouldn't be dripping... Then if you get that fixed, you're going to see a big change in your water conservation. Mm-hmm, definitely. And little things like in the summertime, if your kids need a, a sprinkler to cool off, run it for a little while, help them to cool off, but don't leave it running the entire afternoon. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's hundred little changes that make up a big change turning off the water when you're brushing your teeth instead of letting it run while you're brushing and, you know, waiting for you to rinse. Not running your water rocket hot before you use it. Or something I do when I do need the water to be hot is I'll fill up the tea kettle with that water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I just have a full tea kettle. I use the tea kettle to fill up the coffee pot, make tea. I add it to stuff I'm mm-hmm. cooking. Like, I just keep the tea kettle out all the time. And it I need water out of it every single day. So I, yeah, when I'm trying to run the water hot, I run it into that tea kettle. That's smart. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> another, just like with the high efficiency appliances, another good water save, water conservation effort would be to get water efficient appliances. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I I think that the energy efficient appliances also account for water too. So if you're buying energy efficient, you're conserv- you're you're going to be conserving water also. But not appliances, low flow toilet and low flow faucets make a difference. Another thing, if you don't want to replace your toilet, I, I've heard of some people who will take like a a full gallon jug and put it in their reservoir for their toilet. And that, that way oh, it's, yeah. it's taking up space in that tank and you're not filling it up as much. Uh, mm. And you would have to play with how big of a, a, a vessel of water you can put in there and still have your, your toilet work properly. I'm no expert in that area. So you would, you would have to play with that for yourself. Right. I don't have anything nice to say about low flow toilets. I've never gotten one that I loved. Oh, really? Yeah. I, just don't seem to work as well yeah i don't think ours is one either nor do i have a a a vessel back there (laughs) no i don't maybe that would be the best solution then you wouldn't have to buy a new toilet right 
we did, I want to say we did for a while. And I, I think that our toilet was in need of repair. And so Jason fixed it for us. And I don't think he ever put the the jug back in there. Oh, I didn't know that. You guys are so yeah. smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. I think we are going to have another episode on these ideas that we have a little bit further down the road. So if you're looking for some more ways to conserve at home or in the house, then stay tuned. Keep an eye out for that. By incorporating these practices into your daily routine, you can contribute to a more sustainable and environmentally friendly lifestyle at home. Remember, small changes can make a big difference for your finances and for your life. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been the Wifestyle Hustle Podcast. That's W-I-F-E style. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Consider liking and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen. Share it with a friend. It really helps us out. Look for our new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. We'll see you soon.